0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of Youngster the Cop. Tonight we're doing our special preview for the Liverpool-Southampton match preview for this Saturday's game. Um, tonight I'm also joined by Sophie, as always. Hey, Sophie. Hi. Right. We are should be expecting Stephen sometime tonight, so he will be joining us later. While Andrew can't make it tonight, but we do have a special guest, a recurring guest, in Tom. Welcome back, Tom.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I really enjoy coming on last time. So uh, yeah, great. It's uh, things have changed since then, but uh, fingers crossed, it'll be a good game at the weekend.
0: Well, last time you beat us, so it wasn't it wasn't a great night for us. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Tom, t- uh,
0: t- t- like, tell us about yeah. Obviously, since you won that game back in uh, January, I think it was, when you beat us one nil. Um, you know, how's the season been going for Southampton? Really, you know, like. Uh, has it reached your expectations of what you thought be in the season or do you feel that you've not you underachieved or you know how 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 do you feel for the over season
1: um people talk about games being sort of like season changes unfortunately that victory seemed to be a, a season change for us but in a bad way we won that and then i think we've only won two games since everything just fell off a bit of a cliff we've went from being in and around the european mix to even falling down as far as thinking could we even get relegated thankfully i don't think we will cuz fulham need to win every single game and hope we don't pick up a single point in our last five so there's no worry about relegation but in terms of how the season started and what we could have what we thought we could achieve it's been really disappointing in the second half where we've been really really bad and if I'm being completely honest, I think Hansen is still in a job because he got us to the semi-final of the FA Cup. If we didn't have that cup run, then I doubt he would be here.
0: So you obviously you had like a really good result against Leicester where you you were ten men and you got a credible draw against, mm-hmm. you know, Leicester. Um so like, does that does that give you confidence going to this game? The fact that you know that you you had such a good draw that you can um come away from this, especially after you beat us last time as well, and getting a result, especially with Liverpool, how they're playing against mm. low blocks and struggling like to, to really score goals and or win games?
1: Um, I think it gives me a bit more confidence. I wouldn't say I'm going into the Liverpool game confident of getting a result because, well, we, we didn't think we'd get much, if anything, from the game against Leicester. As I said, the, the form has been terrible and you think, okay, maybe we can turn it around this game. Maybe we can turn it around that game. And each game that goes past, you think, oh, we can turn it around then. And it didn't seem to happen. What we saw against Leicester was a real show of character um, to go down to 10 men so early in the game on a Friday night. It's raining. We know what happened last time we played them at home in exactly the same circumstances, and we don't really want to mention that again. But it was really good from the team to rally They defended superbly from the front to the back. I thought Shea Adams was terrific. And even though he didn't set up a goal or have many goal-bound opportunities, his work rate at the top was absolutely fantastic. And I thought when we went down to 10 men, I thought, okay, this is going to be another game that we're going to lose. And we played really, really well. I mean, the the, the goal itself that we got was maybe a bit fortuitous. We didn't get forward very often. And we're lucky that Iheanacho decided he was going to, save a shot with, with both of his hands so we got that penalty and we couldn't see it see out the three points but to then earlier on in the season we would have um, crumbled when Evans equalized and gone to lose that game so in terms I, I was never really optimistic for this weekend however that show of character makes me think that maybe just maybe we can end the season on a slightly stronger note than what we've seen before.
0: And so what's your overall like feel of Hassan Hall? Because like, has he, I know you mentioned obviously the cup one, but do you feel mm-hmm. that, um, he's the man for you going forward? Um, or there he is. do you feel that? Hey, Stevie. I'm feel late. Like he's hey, hello
1: um, it's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult one i think there's a very good manager in there there's a great coach um he he hasn't got he hasn't had the luck this season i think we've been on the end of, especially in the last what well, in the second half of the season we've been on the end some, of some atrocious refereeing decisions i mean we've had two red cards eventually rescinded that's in the space of about 10 15 matches um We've had an injury crisis. I think when we when we played you in January, our whole bench was probably about 12 years old on average age, and we were lo- we lost so many players due to injury. And then we got them back, and then they were injured again. And we never really got back to that starting. When when we have our starting eleven fit, we're really really good, and we can play really really well. But as soon as you start taking two three players out of that lineup, then Hasenhüttl starts to struggle. Because he only plays one way, to his downfall. He's quite stubborn in the way that he plays. He doesn't really change things up tactically. Um, I still think that we he can. I think with with the right investment and his, if he can build a side that he wants to build, then we can we we can build something good under him. Unfortunately, some of the. Performances the second half of the season have been really, really poor. There's been no plan whatsoever. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, as I said before, if we didn't have the FA Cup run, then I don't think he would be here because, let's be honest, 13 defeats out of 16 games, someone would have been sacked much, much sooner. Hmm.
0: Everyone, everyone, if you haven't yet, make sure you smash the like subscribe button. Um, help us get as many people watching this tonight. Um, so, so, do you think like your well, ghostly? You got a question? Go ahead. Yeah, I just
2: have a question, Tom, um, from from the Liverpool side. If you guys already touched on it before I got here, my bad. But um, I would love to hear your thoughts on Minamino and um, his lack of impact there. And you know, he started hot, got injured. Um, so what's the what's the feedback you know been from the fan base with him coming in and you know just how he's done since he's been there
1: I'm really surprised that he hasn't played more to be honest he started uh, his stint here really really well got a terrific goal on his debut then um, sat half the Chelsea defense down when he scored against them and he looked like he's got a lot of quality unfortunately he's just not being picked I don't know why I don't know whether Hasan maybe thinks that we've got attacking players. We're not. We don't. Maybe he doesn't think that he is going to be here next season, and then wants to give the likes of Nathan Teller a go. Who, to be fair to Teller, has been really exciting, really good youth player. But then you think at the same time, what was the point of point of bringing Minamino in if you're not going to play him? So he's looked good in places. He seems to get lost in games. He starts. He starts the first half pretty well and then he seems to trail off and that's when he gets substituted or doesn't even doesn't even start i'd like to see him start more there's no pressure on the final games of the season uh, there's opportunity to try things out try new things and if he does want to possibly have a go at keeping him here longer than the summer then i'd i'd play him as much as possible otherwise then there's from a from a fans point of view i i want to see more of him i think he has a lot to offer but he just hasn't had the minutes, and obviously that's something that hasenhutel has chosen for some reason or another. I'm um, I, I, I'm excited by him when he's on the pitch. I just I'd like I, I'd like to see more. Pretty much, we've got five games to go. Play him as much as possible. You, there's definite quality there. Maybe he just doesn't fit hasenhutel's style at the moment. I I can't think of any other reason because his work rate is terrific. It's you know, they- funny you said that because that. Sounds exactly
2: like we what we said at Liverpool. Just like his work rate was always good, just never really could find like the perfect spot for him on the team. Like and I, I don't think a four three three formation is what is, is meant for Minamino, but that's why when I thought he moved to Southampton that you'd be able to find the spot. And you know it seems like what you guys like to play with a lot of players in the middle of the park, and I thought that was going to be perfect for him. So. Obviously, I know the, you know the injury might have sent him back a little bit, but I'm, I'm just like you, I'm really surprised that we haven't seen more of him, and hopefully we will see more of him going forward.
1: Absolutely. Unfortunately, he can't play this weekend. Um, but, uh, yeah, four four games to go, and yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing as much as possible of him, because he's a very good player. There's definitely a quality player there. So, no, there's no pressure on the final game, so play him. See what he can do, and if he knows that he's is going to leave Liverpool in the summer, then he's got four games to pretty much put himself in the shop window, whether that's for us to sign him on a permanent or somebody else to come and get him.
0: Do you see him saying that, Southampton?
1: I, well, I personally don't. I think his price tag is probably a bit too high for what we would be looking at. In I, I'm not quite actually in terms of a price tag, I've seen seven and a half million was thrown about, and I think that's far too cheap for him. I can't remember what paper I saw that in, uh, but that was something that was quoted. I saw that today. I would have thought that you guys would probably be looking towards the 20 million pound mark because he's still, I mean, he's 25, 26, so he's still got loads of years on him, and there's definitely a quality player million, there. So, 20 million, I'd laugh if we got that for him. How we bad is it well, you
3: know, for
1: you know. Well then I've 20 million. I just think that's probably the price. Well, let's th- think the transfer fees now are ridiculous. I mean Yozo Perez went to Leicester for 30 million in the I th- I think that's still a laughable figure, but um that came back to bite us when he scored a hat trick in the 9-nil. But anyway, we digress, we digress. Um <laughs> I I would like us to keep him, I don't think we will. I think we'll go we'll look for other options.
3: I just don't understand this whole mean Mina, Mina thing like we signed him in the January for you know eight million and he was everything we, you know we thought he was gonna be amazing for us and they never played and then obviously when we loaned him to yourselves in January I was one of the fans who was really annoyed by that because I just thought how are you loaning this player that you've not even given any chance to that you fought for that you had to go to hell and back for like the the negotiations with Minamino actually went on a lot longer than I mean I know it was a surprise signing for us, but they actually went on quite a long time behind the scenes between Yeg and Klopp. He really wanted him, And I just don't understand how a player that Yeag and Kop really, really wants is gonna just be, you know, put on loans to Southampton. And then when he started playing for you guys, I thought, Oh well, you know, maybe he's loaned them because like he said he hasn't had a lot of game time because of the injuries, because of the hype he needs in the box, type, you know, excuses type thing. And then now to see that he's fallen out of favour at Southampton as well, is not giving me the highest hopes that is going to stay in the Premier League because I know we put in a no-buy clause um, when we loaned him to you, which gave the impression that we'd want him back. But I, I don't see us wanting him back. If he can't even break into your team, mm. um, how is he meant to break into our front three?
1: No it's a really it's a really good point. And he he it was strange because he, he he was out of form for a little bit building up to the Bournemouth FA Cup match and obviously he couldn't play in that because he's already played for you guys against Aston Villa. Um so we put Nathan Redmond in there who was out of form and then he just ran rings around Bournemouth and suddenly he was the in form player and then we put him on because Redmond played in Minamino's position and I think at that time we were playing so badly. If we got any player in form, then you play them instead. So then he sort of lost his chance and didn't get it back because then obviously the longer we played in the cup, the more games there were that he wasn't eligible to play in. So maybe he, th- maybe he thought in the run up to those games, why don't I play my team that I know that can play in those cup games? Because th- let's be honest, that's all <laughs> we had left in the season in terms of a goal to achieve. Yeah. So, he maybe just thought I'll play the players that are going to play in that in those games so then they can um uh sort of get some sort of form going but it's it's been disappointing because I'd like to have seen more of him he's definitely got something about him as i said brilliant goal on his debut brilliant goal against chelsea and he there there is a good player there there is a good player he just i don't know what system he does fit into yeah I
2: thought maybe a 4231 would be ideal for him but I think the bigger the bigger thing with Minamino when you look at his skill set is just I still don't know if he has the body for the Premier League. I just don't know if he's strong enough because it seems like anytime somebody even blows on him he he's fallen over. Um he he, he just can't he can't win a 50-50 battle. But he, then that's that's the thing that's really annoying is that when you watch him play, he does everything else really well. It's just, he's just not strong enough to hold his own. Um, and especially in the premier league, like even look at a guy like Timo, Timo Werner, who tore up the Bundesliga last year. And he even said, he even came out and said, I think about a month ago, like how difficult it was doing the transition to the premier league. So think about a guy like Taki, who's even smaller than he is. Um, I'm not saying it can't be done for him in the premier league, but I think he is one of those guys that need some, he might need a season or two to really get underneath him.
3: Yeah, but how many seasons can you give him? You know he's exactly. been with us, what two two years. He's been with us, and now obviously he's gone to Southampton. He's failed to break into the Liverpool team. He's failed to break into Southampton team. And no disrespect, it's a mid-table, bottom-table team. He, if you can't break into that team, what chance does he have in the Premier League? And I know when we signed, we were obviously he was playing in the system right behind Haaland. So everyone was like, oh, he's the playmaker. He's the one who makes all the through balls. He's going to be that glue. You know, the one that we're home, he goes on and on and on about that. We need a creative player. And I think that's what we all held out hope for that, you know, Minamino would be for us or would at least start to show it to Southampton as well. And he hasn't. And I think you kind of need to call a spade a spade really and just accept that. Like Steve's just rightfully says. you know, he's too small, essentially, you know, in stature and physicality. Premier League's a very physical, very intense league. It's one of the hardest leagues to play in. And I think he's just not built for it. He's built different.
1: <laughs> I mean... I, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was, I was just... One, one point I was going to make. I mean, it, to put give him some credit, I would say that he did... He, he's come into a team that have been playing abysmally for quite some time in, in Saints. So I guess it's hard to pick up a side... On your own when the whole team collectively have been playing really really poorly the second half of the season but then i guess on the other hand you could say well if he's got that much quality why hasn't he stood out and as sort of like the one shining light so i'm I'm just thinking of any way to possibly uh, fight his corner as a way um but yeah it just hasn't happened
2: I think the other thing too is not only did Jurgen did see the potential in them, but the, the players at Liverpool saw the potential in them. And, and that's the thing that blows my mind is after they played them, multiple players went up to Klopp and said, we need a guy like this on the team. And that's why I was so excited about, about the move and the price tag. I was like, you know, talent can recognize other talent. So when the, when the team just unanimously was just like, we have to bring this guy in, it, it shocks me that he just never hit the ground running. But honestly, it, it was a tough transition for him. He, d- he didn't speak English completely differently, didn't know anybody. So I feel like he, again, I'm not saying he can't do it. He might just need a little bit more time. But at a club like Liverpool, you're not going to get that type of time. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, unless your name is Nabi Kaita, but it's a different conversation.
3: Let's not go there. Let's
2: please <laughs> let's for that, that conversation. Just uh, yeah, exactly. Cool. And yeah, and Zane right here is a great point. Like that Salzburg game, he cooked us both games. That's 100% right. Uh, he, he looked so, so good. Um, like, and, and that's the thing that kind of blows my mind. And then and, and Chris Welch, right? The point right here. Like, we've given K three seasons as playing an actor. I, see. I, I love Chris Welch's comments I really are awesome. on. <laughs> I
3: just think that, like, you know, that Salzburg game, he absolutely did. He was, he was a nightmare to play against. Obviously, like he said, Virgil and Hendo went to Cop and was like, we need to sign Minamino, like, we need to sign him. He's so good. But let's not forget the system he was playing in, who he was playing with. You know, at, at the time, we all, like I said before, we were all being like, oh, Minamino's like this really creative player. He's, you know, a nightmare to play against. But he was playing with, you know, with Haaland. You've got to kind of take that into consideration now in hindsight. You know, playing with the best brings out the best. In a, in yeah, you know, like look at Virgil when he came into our defence. You can put you up our defence no matter who he was playing with. That defence was always solid because he was there. So maybe if he's not playing alongside such an out and out striker, he's not his best. You don't know whether that's a system that he ne- he needs to be in type thing. You know, with an all and out and out striker because I know Liverpool. We don't play with an out and out striker. You know, we play with a sh- you know two wingers and you know a false nine. So. Maybe it's that that doesn't work for them. I don't
2: know. Well, uh, I want to get this, I want to get to one comment that Chris Welch uh, mentioned earlier here. This is a question for you, Tom. Uh, I've heard heard some rumors out there that Southampton may be looking for a loan deal for Nico Williams in the summer, and you guys been linked to him in January. I mean. Uh, you guys did a similar move, I think, with uh, you know Walker. Uh, was it Walker Peters that you guys you guys brought in? And, and I thought that's been a move that's actually worked out for, for you guys pretty well. Do you think Nico Williams, just based off what you're hearing on your side, do you think that could be a potential move for you guys in the summer?
1: Uh, I think he'd it, certainly be a potential option that we'd look at. Yeah, uh, we had a fans forum this evening. Um, I've only seen a few notes from it, but we are definitely looking into bolstering fullback. Uh, in the summer, I'd say probably as a priority. And I know um, last summer we tried to get Brandon Williams from Manchester United. So, yeah, we're definitely in the market for a young for a young fullback at the moment. We've got no cover whatsoever. We decided that we'd send them out on loan in the, in January, and that 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 was great. We're only left with two fit fullbacks, and one of them isn't is not even playing at the moment. So that's great. But uh, I agree. Walker Peters is probably our signing of the season, probably signing of the last season for us as well. He's been absolutely superb. Um, but yeah, I I don't know whether who we're looking at has changed, but yeah, we'll be looking at fullbacks in the summer. I'm, I'd say that as probably our our number one signing to get. So if we were interested in January, I can't imagine we would be looking too much elsewhere. As four months, five months later.
0: What do you think about Ward Price? Do you think you're going to keep him? What do you think he's yeah? That's definitely staying at the
1: yeah, I I I don't worry about Ward Prowse whatsoever. The guy leads the club. It's strange he actually grew up supporting Portsmouth, so that's a different, difficult one for him. But um, he's he's the captain. Signed a new five-year deal. It would take a expect. With the five-year deal, it would take an insane amount of money to try and even just break that contract. So I don't expect him to go anywhere. Yeah, If you were to ask which players are you most worried about losing, he would be well, well down on the list, very confident. I I would be surprised if he didn't spend the entirety of his career at Saints, if I'm being completely honest with you.
3: Big words? Big Big words. That'd, That'd
1: be great for you guys. I mean, it might just be me looking through my Southampton tinted glasses, but he's never made any... He, he's gone from an academy uh, from eight years old through the academy yeah. to now captain of the team. Uh, he's the fan's favourite, plays every single minute. Um, mm. I think he's played 88 consecutive Premier League games now. It's ridiculous. And he's the heart and beat of the team. So that's... I, I, I'm i not worried about him going, unless someone came in with a ridiculous offer, I don't see him going, going anywhere.
3: See, I the only Liverpool fan sat here going, no, nope, that doesn't always work. Like, once bitten twice shy, we've loved players who've stuck with us for years and then all of a sudden have just, Torres, just... Yeah. Gone. Like, you know, no to warn warning, just gone. Um, I don't... I think because once a bit and twice shy. Right, I think I don't really hold off that players will stay with mm. us forever. So um, I really envy that you know that mentality that he'll stay forever. But
1: well, we'd we'd like I'd like to think we could keep at least one player. I mean, I've, my heart's never been the same since you nicked about four of our players in one <laughs> summer. That was. Uh... Uh,
3: you know what? I'm really okay with that because who was it? Who 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 did we take from you again? That is like massively improved our team.
1: My name. oh that that would be uh, that would be um Stephen Calker who you signed on loan from QPR to <laughs> us yeah that's the one that's the one That's now, the, one. the
3: dutch you know 6 foot 4 absolute gorgeous guard that we signed in december i don't
1: remember Ricky Lambert having any dutch <laughs> relatives so <laughs> no he, uh, no he he's he was probably the best player i've ever seen in a southampton shirt and um you know don't like him because of the way he left, but you can't deny he's a terrific player. But I tell you, the one, the one you saw heartbreaking was Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana is just kissing the badge, saying I see myself at Saints until the end of my career. And then it's like three months later, I really, really want to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to sign autographs for loads of Liverpool fans. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'd love to play in that team. And then it's like, oh, OK. To be fair, his, he, he funded the moves for Tadic and Palace. So that kind of worked. And Mano. Well, eventually go to you as well. So that's great.
0: Well, Chris, yeah, Chris Watts says here you don't have to worry about Liverpool
1: taking any more Southampton players. So you don't have to worry about it. So yeah. like,
0: you're, you're safe for the time being. I think, no, no,
1: no, no. I, I, compl- I completely agree with that comment. I don't think there are many players in our team at the moment that would attract much attention of other teams apart from uh, Ings and Vestergaard. I
3: don't want Ings. We gave you Ings. We don't want him back. You can keep him. We don't want him anymore. <laughs>
1: Oh no, that's I, fine. We'll keep him if he ever gets out know, of the injury room. Will be great.
3: I kind of wish you kept Adam Adam Alana as well. I wish you kept him.
2: I love Danny Ings. I thought Danny Ings looked so good on the clock before he got injured. I know he got injured quick, and then it was never the same for us. But I truly believe that if he never got injured, he'd still be he'd still be a Liverpool player right now. I, he he's he's definitely good enough to play for a top team. No questions asked, in my opinion.
3: Uh, I just always prefer Sturridge. I wish Sturridge had never got injured. Like he was. It was it was everything was me like I can't do it. I look like a demented penguin.
2: <laughs> yeah, I looked like I look like Alberto Moreno trying to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you look like you're trying to do like a, <laughs> like a wave.
1: Exactly. I, still remember, I still remember that clip of Alberto Moreno trying to sing Christmas carols. That was embarrassing. Oh bad. my god. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny.
2: Yeah, that that went viral for like two years, I feel like that clip.
1: I tried to replicate it, but I think it would just be borderline offensive, so we'll just leave it there. Let's
0: yeah. go in the chat here. Uh, good evening, Doug, Good to see you, mate. Uh, Chris Wilson, yeah. we signed a lot of The less said about that, the better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... Man's 18 Red podcast. Uh, good to see you guys. Obviously, they're just saying that. TI from uh, Arsenal is complaining, calling out Arsenal. Um ninety two pockets rather have than Ingus and Bobby at the moment. Probably I probably would say that I'd agree with yeah. that. Um so yeah, going back to the game, like Danny Ingus is missing on this this game. How much of a big loss is that for you going into this game? Because you know, I was looking at the stats, he scored like ten goals in twenty five games this season the Premiership. And he's been obviously there's you know, not he's been he had his injury problems and he hasn't scored as many goals as he did last season, but he's still been like a bright spot for Southampton, and he would have been a, a big threat for us you know because we we struggle with pace at the back Mm. so you know how much of a loss is that and how are you going to be able to manage to navigate that do you look to Walcott to like supply the goals or how are you going to navigate that
1: um obviously the loss of Ings is uh, a is a big one he's our best player so to take him out the team you're obviously going to lose some quality there uh I'm not as worried as I used used to be about the loss of Ings we've gotten pretty used to it this season um, and he's not been what he last last season he was completely unplayable and for the first few games of this one he hasn't I think the contract situation has sort of been I, I don't want to say it has been playing on his mind but he hasn't been the same player that he he has been that we that we know that he can be um in terms of what we're gonna go for instead yeah Adams Adams and Walcott Adams and Redmond up front if I'm I mean purely because there are only other options. Uh, Adams, definitely. I can see him, like he did against Leicester, really uh, harrying your defence, pressing quite high. I think under the, we've played some of our best football under Ralph when we've played in games that we have no pressure on us whatsoever. So I imagine that Ralph will come to Anfield and give it a go. Um, might play into your hands, probably will play into your hands and it should make for a really good game of football. Mm-hmm. But I don't see him. I don't see us parking the bus. us just, it's the, just the way he plays. He doesn't, he doesn't, Ralph doesn't know how to park the bus, to be honest. Um, unless really, really, really forced into it, such as like against Leicester. Um, but we don't see it very often. So yeah, Adams and Redmond probably, probably Walker as well. And Armstrong are front four. Armstrong is our most underrated player. i have be, take it this way, I'd be more worried if Armstrong, um, if we were missing Armstrong than if we were missing Ings.
2: Well, it's, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on that actually, because, and ultimately how you think your team is going to play at Anfield, because when you guys got to the result against us earlier in the season, you guys did a phenomenal job of not letting us play through the middle. And again, I think, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you either played a 4 4 2 or. Uh, yeah, you, you had four guys, you had two guys on each wing cutting out hmm. Robertson and, and tried to get forward. But then other than that, every single person was in the middle of the park and you even allowed our center backs to have as much time as they wanted on the ball, but you were just cutting out that first pass. Is that something that has been consistent that you guys have done all season? Was that just more of like a one-time thing? And then going forward, do you think you'll do something similar in this match?
1: Um, going, f- going forward from that game, I don't think it's been very consistent because we've been terrible since that game. Um, but when, when we played you, we were still in our good patch as it were in our good run of form. So that, there was a lot of confidence now for the, for the, for the 16, 17 games since we we've lacked that confidence completely. And it's just been, I mean, we allowed West Brom to, Get through the middle so many times, and we could have been five nil down at half time at the Hawthorns, and that would probably have been fair. Um, but if we can play that way, I think it'll probably be Ward Prowse and Diallo in the middle. I think it was again that no, night. I can't remember if we had Romeo for that game, um, but Diallo will be that player in the middle. Very quick, a lot of energy, who will cut down all the passes in the well i say all the passes as if he's going to cut out every single one but he'll be the one that will be closing it up as as much as possible i think it helped also in january that alexander arnold was kind of on our team because he gave the ball away about 30 times if i remember correctly <laughs> yeah we um,
3: might
1: still do that to be yeah. fair yeah um in terms of how we'll play, it's going to be a, again like like when we played you in january it'd be a bit of a mismatch of a, of a team because we don't have ryan bertrand he's injured so we'll be without uh, we'll be out be without a left back. Jack Stevens may play at left back, which worries me quite a bit. He's a good player. He's a good utility player. He's a good backup option. If I'm a player that you wouldn't have seen actually, who I'd be really excited to see how he does uh, at the weekend is Mohamed Salisu, who is a rock. He is incredible, and for just twenty one, twenty two years old, I don't see him at Saints much longer. If I'm completely honest, I mean, hey. You guys seem to need centre back at the moment. You know, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to you at some point. He's he's that good, and he played terrifically against Leicester. So he could play at centre back. He could play at left back um, instead. Obviously, we've got Vestergaard as well. Uh, now that the red card got overturned, uh, overturned correctly. Um, I I don't I think I think we'll just we haven't seen Ralph play any other way than just attack and press. So I can't see us playing any tech changing that at Anfield. And plus, you guys haven't been brilliant at home in the last few months. So he'll probably be looking at that thinking, yeah, let's give it a go. So I think it'll be a good open game of football. I hope so. I mean, that'd be better for
2: us if it's an open game of football, because if you've seen any of our games, not only are we absolute shit at home without the fans, but we can't beat a low block to save our life. Um, So I think if you do come out against us and don't play a low block, that definitely plays to our favour. But mm-hmm. goddamn, if, if I see another low block, I'm gonna be shitting my pants because I have no confidence in this team to create enough chances to get. Because we ultimately have to create about thirty chances a game to get a goal now. So definitely concerned think, about that. I oh,
1: definitely yeah. Sorry,
3: I just don't care anymore. I'm just <laughs> I'm done. I, I saw a tweet before saying that we're playing three games in five days or something like that. And I was like, mate, I'd put all five games in the same day to get this season over with. At this point, like, I am, I am done, done with it all. Like, I don't, I am not looking forward to any of the games for the rest of the season. Just want it over with.
2: From doubters <laughs> to believers to just haters.
3: It's not even haters. It's just <laughs> indifferent now. <laughs> That's what it is. It's indifferent. I'm just counting down the days till our boys come back and we can have a fresh season. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're so But Tom, uh I just I I'm actually curious to get your opinion on this. Our buddy Doug from the Dugout Football Channel. Congrats by the way to uh 1.2 uh, K followers, man. Good for you, man. Well <laughs> deserved. Right. Uh, but uh but Tom, do you think uh Ward-Prowse is a shoe-in for England this summer? I personally I think he could offer something a little bit different in the midfield. I wouldn't mind seeing him even if it's in the bench roll to, to get a spot. But what, what's your opinion on that?
1: I think he has to go. I don't think he has to start every game because there are some really good players in the team. But if you're trailing in a game and you need someone to take a set piece, then that's what he offers different from other players such as maybe Calvin Phillips, that kind of that kind of he, he has he's probably one of the best set piece takers in the league. I mean, if I was to say in the world that would be ridiculous, but he is in that bracket. There's there aren't many better free kick takers than him. Um Obviously, there's this Argentinian guy at Barcelona who seems to be quite good at them, but I don't, I can't remember his name. Not bad. I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I, I'd take okay him there. purely because he off- he offers that. And if you need someone to bring on who can just, if you're lumping balls into the box, then you might as well have someone who can take them well, rather than that Euros where we put Harry Kane on set pieces and that was just painful. So. Yeah, no, no. I think I think he has to go just because he offers something different. He wouldn't just be that sideways midfielder that you could bring on that wouldn't really be any different to a lot of the midfielders that you could take.
0: Completely. Sorry, fans.
2: So let kind of I I kind of have a question for the group here uh, about the match. Um, mainly it's Quebec and Phillips. I want to like I want to get your your guys' opinion on and girls' opinion on. Do you think that Jay Adams and Redmond up top could cause them problems in this match, because we've seen them in the past, anyone with a little bit of pace. I mean, I just think Redmond and Adams are a really good combination up top with no Danny Yings. Do you think that they could have some potential issues there um, if if Southampton do get the ball in our zone? because again, Phillips, you know I think he's only had one week back uh, of full training since he's come back from injury. Not, I'm not super confident in that matchup.
3: I'm not. Go on, we'll hear me.
0: No, I'm just saying I'm not. I think I think we've seen any kind of pace or movement, intelligent movement, it's going to cause the problems. But I think I expect Southampton to look for balls over the top, straight kick, balls from long balls from the goal keep, goalkeeper, and balls in the flanks to um, test us. Because um, obviously the onus on us is on to have to attack Southampton. You know, so and I expect them to play play like that because we've seen it. Most teams have huge success with that over and over again against us. You know, we can't defend against that that well. So I expect them to do, go for that, and I expect them to cause us problems um, with those with those kind of balls.
3: I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I am expecting them to be challenged because we've said it before. They are inexperienced centre backs. Like you know, they've not played the longest game, you know, the longest you know, career of football. They're not the most worldwide known names, but I I don't know. I just get dead annoyed every single time when so many people slate those boys. And I've said it before, they're babies. They are babies. They do not know how to play Liverpool, like Liverpool style of football the way we expect it to be played. And I just think it's a lot of hate coming for like two boys who were never expected to play in that starting lineup. were never meant to be first-choice and secondary centre-backs and they've been forced into a team that they've never been comfortable in before. And I feel like considering what they've been through and what they've been put up against, they've done an all right job. And I know they're going to be challenged. I know they're going to be tested, but so is everybody who's new to football. But normally, in an ideal world, you'd have an experienced centre-back beside them. Not too inexperienced. Like, Nat Phillips is the most experienced centre-back that we've got at the minute. (coughs) You know, who's fit. And I just feel like a lot of hate goes out. I'm like, give them a bit of credit. I personally feel like our problems haven't been defence. Since those boys leveled out with each other, our problems haven't been defence. Yes, a little pace catches them out. But what's pissing me off is, like we've just said, about these long balls going over the top and the goalkeeper cutting out. That's not the defence's problem. No. That's the midfield's problem. They should be cutting out those passes. We've just talked before about how um, last time we played yourselves. You know, you were letting our centre back have the ball as much as we wanted, but you were cutting us out in that first pass. You know, that, you know between defence and midfield. That's what should have been happening. That's our midfield have been letting us down. and Our front three have been letting us down. For me, our problem hasn't been the defence recently, and I'm sick of seeing this hate towards come back on Phillips about how they're going to be the ones who are challenged. They're going to be the ones putting trouble. They're going to be the ones like scapegoating them. The defence is not a problem anymore. And I think you've got to look at the more experienced players who should be stepping up and supporting them. And they're not doing that. And for me, it's our midfield and front three that are drastically letting us down. And for me, it's not our defence that I'm worried about in this game. My biggest concern is our front three because they're not firing on all cylinders. And I just think, why are we going around this debate all the time about Kabak and Phillips, Kabak and Phillips not doing this, not doing that. They're doing the best they fucking can. But when you've got worldwide, you know, golden boot winners, Salah and... Marnay and Bobby, who, have undeniably, like Salah's got one of the, he's the quickest in Liverpool history to get to 100 one hundred, hundred goals, hundred fifty goals, something like that. You know, he's in the top five in Premier League history, and he can't find the net. Like my my concern, like I said, isn't those back two boys? It's our front three and our midfield. They're the ones who should be challenging Southampton, not knock back on Phillips, but I'm sick, like I said, I'm sick of seeing this hate towards those two boys. I'm really fed up of seeing them get slated and a position. They never would have been in otherwise.
2: I think well said. No, I mean, well said. Um, I, I, I mean, cause I completely, I agree. Um, I just, one thing I've noticed is that when they do go up against some pace, they, they have struggled, but I completely agree with you that the biggest issue this year has not been our defense, despite all the injuries. It has definitely 100% has been, if the front three has just been the front three of old and just have been able to finish their chances, yeah. we'd be comfortably in the top four. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now. And who knows, maybe we'd even be, dare I say, in the champions league final right now over Chelsea. But like, we, we'd, we'd be in a lot better position if those guys just played like those, like like they have in the past. And, and, and Tom, that's what, I want to get your opinion on this because you know clearly again, you know, inexperienced back four, front three completely out of form jota is not really the same guy who you know he was when he first came in he hasn't really been the same since that first um, you know Madrid first leg like a do you do you feel like you can go out and get a result and then be like you know we, we talked about Quebec and Phillips against against the forwards but what are some other matchups that you think Southampton might be able to take advantage of in this match uh
1: I'd say in terms of getting a result it's definitely probably the best time to go to Anfield and hope that you can get something from, from the game. Uh, whether I do is a completely different matter. Our form is been terrible and yeah, we drew against Leicester, but it's been, it's been pretty shoddy. So I wouldn't say I'm confident of getting a result. I'm confident of giving you guys a good game and I wouldn't be supply, surprised if maybe we took the lead and then went on to lose or whatever. I think it, w- I think we will be in the game um, but I'll leave predictions to, to the very, very end. But in terms of the inexperience, I, I agree that it's it's unfair to, I mean, they've been th- to, for any of the slander towards your centre-backs, because they've been thrown in completely at the deep end, because you've got no no other options. Someone's got to go at centre-back and you've been playing central midfielders there. So it's, it's, it's difficult. They can only do the best that they can, and especially when the rest of the team hasn't exactly been firing. They can't just fall on to, fall on just to them especially when they're not the standards that you're accustomed to having you know van dyke for example that's such a high bar of performance to reach so in terms of other option other avenues that we'd probably explore i i think that because robertson and trent are going to get forward a lot I think when you're talking about long balls, I don't think they're going to be very straight ones. I think we're talking about long. Vestergaard will be playing the diagonals behind the fullbacks. And he loves playing a diagonal 40 yard pass to Walker Peters. And I think that Robertson's probably going to have to, I, I, I don't want to say these, worry about him. But if we are going to get him behind with some pace, that is an avenue that we look to go to so many times. And when it works, it works brilliantly. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say not maybe not target the centre-backs in the air. Maybe try and run at them. Um, press them, obviously, if their confidence isn't high, then they'll be more prone to making defensive errors in, um, like, 30 yards out from goal. But in terms of long balls, anything like that, I think Vestergaard long balls over the top into the channels is something that we'll definitely be looking at because Armstrong and Walker Peters... Sort of have a, uh, a telepathic understanding on that right side. So if it works, it works. If not, then it'll, we will probably find it quite difficult, especially with Ings out, because um, he sort of is the glue to the strike force in terms of one touch, one touches here and there, um, playing people in. We just lose a lot of that attacking um, flair that we do. Adams is a great forward. And he very much goes in spells of form waking he can hit three in three games. And then he goes on a barren run and he can't hit a barn door for about 20 in a row. So it depends on what form you find us in, to be honest. And at the moment, it would be silly as me as a Saints fan to be like, we've only got eight points since we beat you in January. So, yeah, let's go to Anfield and get a win. Yeah,
3: we've uh, not got much more. So I wouldn't worry about it.
1: Yeah. It's going to be a, the competition of who can be least crap, yeah. And I think that leads me
2: into Chris Welch's point here. Our forwards hopefully been at shooting practice and training, no high fives nonsense because our finish has been shockling. We mostly hit stadium seats in the back of the net, yeah. He's uh, I mean, he's absolutely spot on. Our, our finishing has been absolutely piss poor, and yeah, I don't know if he had more than eight points either. He's definitely somewhere in that realm since uh, since that match, but. Uh, well, homie, what are your thoughts on this, some other key matchups other than the Quebec and Phillips, you know, in the back? Um, you know, what are you hoping to see? I think feels like all hopes are kind of on Salah's shoulders going forward here to get all the goals.
0: Yeah, I think that's the probably the one thing we've got left is that he's probably going for the golden boot because he wants to finish. I think he's still one or two guys off Kane. So I think, you know... You probably bank him to score because, you know, maybe not score loads, but he banked his score at least once this weekend, like, you know, because um, he's going to be gunning for it. <sighs> I think the key thing for us is the lineup is having been your back in midfield for that game because I think we badly missed him midfield um, in midfield against Newcastle. I think if he's midfield against Newcastle, I think we see out that game. Um, but obviously, we had no choice. So I'm looking forward to seeing being back in midfield. Um, it's just as well. I think the line for us as well is basically how well can our fullbacks do against Southampton's, you know, midfield and defence? Because obviously they canceled them out back at back at uh, St Mary's last time. So how well can they do? You know, so it's going to be looking at how well can Trent and Robbo get involved in this game. And supply that creativity because I think we are going to have one of those games where it's they're going to stop any kind of pace behind them, so it's going to be difficult. And also, they're going to know we haven't got that much creativity really in midfield, so except for maybe Tiago that can play a penetrative pass. So it's going to be the case of you know, like can Trent and Robo still find space to get crosses in and get forward and support and supply the forwards? Um, yeah, that's one. That's the only, only match I'm really seeing. To be honest, it's going to be it's it's key. It's, it's going to be key for us how good our fullbacks are in that game. If they if they can get some joy, then we can cause some problems. If they don't, and it's like at St Mary's, then it's going to be difficult to come away with anything in this game. You know. Um, and obviously, as we, as we know, our strikers need to be clinical. My concern my was, we saw the team that Klopp had put out for his Man United before that game was abandoned. Like, mm-hmm. is he going to go with that same team? Because he had Firmino yeah. starting that game and Milner. Or was he, is he going to put Ginny back in that one and then still have Firmino on top?
2: I think we see Genie back in the lineup. I think... Uh... I don't think he was playing against United because, no, he, he had a lot of minutes under him. And I think now that having a whole week off, we'll see Genie back in there. Again, Klopp likes to go with his trusted lieutenants. I would like to see more of a rotation. Maybe, like, I would actually love to see a guy like Curtis Jones in this match myself. I think this would be a good matchup for him. But I think it's going to be Gini. Uh, I think it's going to be Genie, Thiago, Fabinho midfield with the uh, usual front three, unfortunately.
3: See, so we say we'd love to see a rotation, but what rotation have we got? That's I mean. We we haven't it. And I feel like this is the same thing. I feel like every time we come on here and do a pre-match and we talk about the lineup. it, it never changes. It's the same, same shit, different day, because we've got no one. Like, we've got no one left. And I'm, I'm sat here and I'm going, I just want Henderson back. Like, just want I just want veg, I just want Gomez. I just want Massive back. Like, I just... I'm bored of seeing the same lads in the lineup every single week and it's never gonna make an impact because you can put that line up out, you know, with with Jeannie. Now he's at a rest, you can put that out. But if Jeannie's still not performing or you know, or Bobby's not performing, who are you gonna bring off the bench? Who have we got? You know, if Southampton come out all guns blazing, don't park the bus and go all out attacking at us, you challenge our back forward and put a bit of pace on them and Pressure on our fullbacks, and we can't move up, you know, past our halfway points. And they box us in. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna change it? How how are we gonna change that game and flip it on its head like we used to? Like, they it, it's it can't be done this season. I think this season is literally just play it out, see how yeah. it goes, and wait for that 90 minute whistle to go and then go home. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> I'm not- being so negative now. I'm being my But <laughs> <laughs> I
2: just yeah. don't see
0: any other way around it, this season. I really, really don't. Yeah, it's, that's that so season. You. Would you, yeah. would you take Divock Origi or Ox at Southampton? Because you need a striker, Please, another striker. Yeah. Would you take Divock? Because take I think, him. like, the one reason why I ask you that is because, like, I feel like Liverpool. Origi's never been really given that many chances to play as a proper nine. You know, the few times when he did, when he joined us in 2015, 16, that point, he was a very good in that UEFA you know, Cup run as a nine. Since then, he's always been put on the flank and played that position. Maybe the only times when we've seen him play as a, for, as a main striker was he beat Everton last year, 5-2. The uh, majority of the time on the flank. So I think he'd be a very good striker as a main focal point elsewhere if he's given a chance. So would you take him? And then also, would you take Ox back? Because I feel like Ox is going to go this summer. I think like... I think he's lost the trust of Klopp. I think his body can't handle how little we play anymore. Um, and I think he's one of those players like, you know, how like Danny Welbeck's done well um, back at Brighton or, you know, so I think like he's one of those players I think could benefit from a new new environment, new surrounding, and new style of play. Um, so would you take Ox back as well?
1: I take I take both of them. Irigi, I think, would be terrific in our in our team and also we need another striker. Yeah. We've just we just got <laughs> That's a hot take. That's a hot take, D.Va Kurgi being good on the team. Okay. Now we get to that down. I'm just that. <laughs> <laughs> we we just need another striker at the moment. We've just got Ings and Adams and then we're playing Nathan Redmond up front, someone that Claude Powell thought would be the next Thierry Henry. That was that was an actual quote from him. And anyway, um, yeah, I I take Oxers as as well. We played him as a winger when we had him, um, but I think he's more of a central midfielder now.
3: Um,
1: I I take both of them because they both improve our squad. But can I just, one point I really want to make is I never thought, especially after the form that you've been in over the last couple of years, that Liverpool fans would be worried about relegation form Southampton coming to Anfield and playing them off the park. I would never in my life think that that would
3: be... Neither would I!
1: (laughs) It's what one of the seasons, that? Tom.
0: It's One of the seasons. This is like COVID injuries, facial injections. You know, it's been a mad, mad season for us. And you know, we've seen teams like Fulham, Brighton, mm. all coming out, playing, and all cause problems. Liverpool problems, home or away. So it's one of the seasons. Like you know, we just you know we're, we're going through the mill runs. And it's just like we are. God, like, I, you know, it's it's basically just like, we, we don't know where the results are going to come from now. You know, mm. like, even though this game, like, you know, you, you, you might think, okay, because I saw someone the other day, like, saying um, in Liverpool, win the la- next five games, we could possibly push for top four. I can't even see it myself. You know, like, I we'll get to predictions later, but I can't, I honestly can't see us putting those five wins together, the way we're playing with our strikers and defence. So, I'm field playing as well. You know, the whole way, the whole team's playing. I can't see it, um, and it doesn't help the fact that our manager doesn't trust a lot of our players on the bench. Has no belief in them whatsoever. And that's why he just refuses to play them, give them any minutes whatsoever. So it is just one of those seasons. Like I don't think Liverpool. No one expected this last year when he won the title that this year we'd be struggling against teams like Fulham, Brighton, and you know the Taddamtons and stuff. But it's what it is. How it is now. You know, so, you you know, there's a stat earlier that this could be the first time think, in the 90s Southampton could double double over Liverpool. So I think you should be going to this game really while like Southampton trying to go for the kill and knowing that, you know, the goals, the, goal, the, the, the goals are there for you if you were to be, more, be positive. Like Newcastle showed in the last 10 minutes against us that, you know, we were falling, we were falling over place. If that game had gone for another 5-10 minutes, Newcastle would have won that game because of how we were, we were back since the wall
1: did they have a goal disallowed before they equalised as well? Or was that yeah. a different match?
0: Yeah, That's a goal disallowed, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, to, to, to be honest, with the form that we've been in, I would have thought we'd lose this game. But the fact that you've been so poor at home recently and the way that we played against Leicester, just, there is just some belief that we just might might do so. I, I, I think we will give you a game. This is cure 4-0 defeat. But anyway... <laughs>
3: Do you know what? I'd I'd just take a one nil win for us at this. Like anything, like I'd take an eighty ninth minute scrappy little tap in deflection goal to take three points. Like that's and and for the Liverpool fan, I think that's really shitty that we've gone from going into games like expecting to win and expecting to play really good football to now I'm sassy. at after three years at the top level of football, going I'd take a scrappy one nil, like. That that shows how poor our season's been. And I'm, you know, I'm normally the one on this podcast. Well, homie's normally the dead negative one. Be like, oh, Liverpool's form, blah, blah. And now I'm like, no, be positive. And I'm sassy and I'll go, nah. You nah, know <laughs> take an 89 minute. Yeah. The, fact
2: fact the fact that you've turned on, you know, gone negative on Liverpool and Genie Wijnaldum suns up, up the entire season. Yeah, the fact
3: that I've turned on my Genie says it all, doesn't it? Like yeah. the no, only thing make it worse is if we had Virgil yeah. and I turned on Virgil. That's the only thing that would make it worse. Yeah.
0: don't know how true this is, but apparently they're saying Arsenal the fans is, yeah. have stormed the Emirates.
3: Yeah, I've just searched it actually on um, on Twitter while uh, Tom was talking and it was published by Oostwitter. Alex Crook, we've been locked in the car park compounds. a handful of angry AFC fans have stormed the entrance. Saw fans screaming through the railings at the team coaches I left as well.
1: Maybe they're trying to tell their board that they want them to hire Unai Emery. Chris
2: Welch yeah. agrees, though. I mean, a you know, win will be a start for us. Even if it's an own goal off someone's backside and the final kick of the game, I'll take it. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. We'll take it so, anyway. I'll,
3: I'll take an own goal. I'll take an own goal off someone's uh, – You know. I can shoulder. I'll take an own goal off someone's back of the heel, off their big toe. Like, I don't care. I just want to win.
1: You know that well, VAR, VAR, VAR would come in and be like, "Your breath is offside."
3: <laughs> oh so Can we scrap VAR for this game just so we can have a decent game of footy?
0: Stephen, Sophie, I'm going to ask you. Like, is 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 a uh, top four? Top four totally gone. A little bit. Is there outside chance?
3: Um. No, technically, mathematically, it's not out of the realms. You know, if we win tomorrow, we go, what? Where did we go? I wrote it down before. We go into sixth place and we go one point behind West Ham on equal games. And it takes us one point above Spurs on equal games. And technically, it's still not out of the realm of possibility for us to get it. It's still, we're still capable but whether we're able to do that based on our current form is something completely different, like still still completely you know, capable of doing it. But whether we do it is something else. And I just don't care. I just, I
2: just don't care. I'll be, a little, I'll be a little more positive than that. I think there's definitely still a chance. Um, I think all we got – if we if we win this game, what, is, is, is United midweek next week? Is that the deal? Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. We go out and win that game. I don't think I I have no confidence in winning that game, but (laughs) somehow somehow we win that game too. I mean, I don't know. Like, you never know. Like, you know, United has three games in five, like three games in five days or something. Maybe maybe that's the game they rest people. I doubt it because it's Liverpool, but we go out and get three points in that game as well. Like, uh, you know, Chelsea has Arsenal, Leicester, uh, Man City, I think actually reverse order of that Man City. Come on. Uh, and Arsenal. Arsenal. So like you know they don't have a super easy schedule in. But also correct me if I'm wrong, but now that Chelsea's in the final, if they finish top four and win the Champions League, wouldn't the fifth place team go?
3: No, we had this discussion before we came on. Um that's what we all thought as well. But when you search it, um on the Premier League's website itself, it does say any team that wins UEFA or Champions League cannot transfer their um, their qualification to another team in their league oh. so it, it wouldn't work because I was thinking that as well if, if United won UEFA and City or Chelsea whichever one of them won Champions League wouldn't that make five and six go into the Champions League but it doesn't work that way because then you'd be over the quota of teams and yeah
0: I think I think that, yeah, I someone said it goes mean? to the France League they get an extra position
2: Oh, uh, I think yeah, I think you're right. Well, that's too bad. That's a, that's a little kick to the gonads. But, um, all right. Should we get to some uh, predictions and then have some fun with some trivia?
3: Yeah, I, I like, like trivia. trivia yeah. is the only part I like at the minute.
2: I think that's the only reason why we podcast now. It's simply yeah. just the trivia. So. I'm just
3: waiting for the end of season where we can do all our fun shows. Like I'm really looking forward to them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but Chris Welch, before we get to our predictions, I completely agree. I've had enough fans Liverpool film this season to agree Mor- morons in VAR and players like Matip and Kaita playing main actors, yeah. Don't yeah. say
3: shit about my giraffe. I'm not having that. I might have turned on Jeannie, but I'm not turning on Matip. I'm not there yet.
2: Uh, all right, Uh start with our predictions. So, why don't you kick us off?
3: I don't do them, but we're, it's going to be a 1-1 draw, isn't it? <laughs> or something stupid like that. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't hold
0: our hope for us winning tomorrow definitely. Um, Well, it's eight fifteen kickoff in it Saturday, so for me, I'm going for one one draw. I just, I just just feel that. I don't like that. I don't like. It was a three o'clock. I'd feel a bit. I'd feel a a bit different. Eight fifteen. I just feel that's going to drag out. Um, And other teams would have played, and there'll be a bit of pressure. Liverpool, and yeah, I think one one.
1: I'm going to go slightly different. I'm going to go for a nil-nil draw.
3: If
2: I watch that match and it's a nil-nil no, no, no draw, I'm going to just pound my head into the wall. You guys want I'm to <laughs> i
3: <I'm not
2: watching. laughs> uh, I agree. I 100% agree with uh, my man Doug here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on. We're looking, looking forward to having you on tomorrow. But I'm going to go 2-1, 2-1 Liverpool tomorrow. And I think it's actually going to be Salah Firmino, WordPress for the goal scorers. So that's my that's my prediction there. But let's have some fun. Trivia. Let's wrap up with some trivia. So Tom, we changed changed up a little things. We would like to ask some uh, you know general questions.
3: Absolute pointless. Nothing, nothing, thing. To, nothing
2: yeah. to do with football. <laughs> I'm just uh, have a fun to close it out. No, sounds good. I've got a few.
0: I've got a few ones to start off with.
1: Here
0: we go. Um, so you got a choice of the first one, be immortal, but unhappy for the rest of your life or live five more years, live live, live for the next five more years before you die, when you die, you get an extra five more years extended.
3: Oh, that's easy. Well,
1: what what would you go for then? Five more years. Yeah. We've
3: We've had this conversation before. If you're immortal, everyone I love and care about will eventually die and I will stay the same age and I will never die and I will lose everybody I love over and over and over and over again that's just mental torture no matter how many times I want to put myself out in my own misery I wouldn't be able to I'd just come back and it'd be like Stefan when he's buried in that water tank and he drowns over and over and over again it would no I'd rather have five extra years know that I've got bonus years make them the best five years you know knowing that they're they're my borrowed time, my extra time, I'd go out on a limb and do everything I ever wanted to do and be as dangerous and reckless as I want because I won't borrow time. That's what I do. No brainer.
2: Steve? Yeah, I think I would do the extra five years too. I I, know the immortal thing would be cool, but I'd want somebody else to be immortal with me. I wouldn't want to be on my own because like Sophie said, being immortal by yourself would just like, in, in a sense, it'd be cool to see like, future become past and that in that regard but like she said like it kind of just be like incredibly lonely like you you make a relationship and then like you know okay. you, you know everyone but but then again like if i was immortal at this age i wouldn't you know i wouldn't hate it i guess like being 30 i turn 30 next month so being 30 years old like i'd just be in shape forever and like never get old that that part would be cool but uh no, I think I'd have to pick the five years. Like I think I'd just, I would just go crazy after a while seeing so, you know, all my loved ones die.
1: Tom? Yeah, I'd go the same. Extra five years, live it to the full, fullest oh. that you can. It's just they've already. Everyone's made the the same point that I was going to make. Otherwise, you just you'd want if someone if you're going to be immortal, you want someone to be immortal with you. Otherwise, it's it's just pain. You
0: know
1: I, I can't believe you guys have <laughs> stayed
0: the Highlander. I like the Highlander. Was the fact that he's immortal? He could go, he could go different different time zones. He will be different. I, I'd rather be immortal. Yes, of course.
3: Always it'd... one that if I had a wish, I'd wish three more wishes. I, <laughs> one, I, I get it. I get, it,
0: I get it Sad to see your family and people go, but to live for different centuries, and never be able to die and stuff, and travel around the world and have different relationships. I'd I'd rather be immortal.
2: Um. Chris Walsh, though, see, it's like, that's why I can't be immortal. Can you imagine being immortal and having to deal with that shit forever? <laughs> that would suck.
3: Uh, it's only going to get worse as well.
2: Oh, yeah, way worse. Can uh,
3: you imagine song? being immortal and being like, oh, I remember 500 years ago, you know, you didn't do that in my day. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, your great, 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 great grandkids would be like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> I don't want to wait about 2020 with the pandemic anymore, Nan. It was 6,000 years ago.
1: No. You get to the year three thousand. You say, "Well, busted. We're wrong." But That's we didn't like underwater.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was bad enough when we got to twenty twenty, and we did not flying cars.
2: Oh. All right. What's next, my homie?
0: Next one. If you were a transformer, which car would you choose to transform into?
2: Ooh. Um,
3: I, I only know one of them because I've. Don't you, can pick
2: one. you can any
0: car. One. One. One.
3: Oh, so I don't have to be one of the actual transformers. No, you pick any car you want. Oh, right. Okay, I was gonna say because I only know one of the transformers, like the actual yeah. cars from it, because I didn't watch them, and I you know Bumblebee because he's the yellow one.
0: <laughs> any car you want you can transform into. Which car would you pick? Hmm.
2: So yeah, I have two options in my head. I'm like, all right, I'd either want to be like a super like a big car and this like you know, like Op- Optimus Prime is is like the 18 wheeler. Or I'd want to be something super, super fast. So I think I would go with like, um, I'd probably go with like a Ferrari just so I can like fly down the street. And then when I see another one, I can just quickly just transform. Boom. I'd probably go for
0: a Hummer. I love those Hummers. That'd be pretty Big. sweet. Dominic, Dominic the Road.
2: Yep. I like that.
3: Army tank. I think that'd be you know, like one of those big off like with, like with the turrets on them. So, you know, when we're home, he we thinks he's all Billy Big Bollocks coming at me in his little Humvee. I could like, <laughs> boom! Oh, <my> <laughs> <laughs> and then I could just like roll over and be like, screw you. And then I'd be, like, Steve, coming down the road, like, like you know, handbraking his hand is his Ferrari, be, like squish. <laughs> That's all i want. I don't want to destroy you, so to be honest. <laughs>
1: Well, you've all it? you've all gone for giant cars. I'd actually go for an original Mini Cooper just because it's my favourite. Oh, I know favorite you can car. say Mini Cooper then. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes get through all of the smallest gaps. I actually um, it was it was the first car I ever I ever drove, and there were so many times where there would be like block blocks on the road, and just be like there's a small gap that I can fit through, and then all of the other cars that are just waiting for hours in traffic, and I just go ahead of all of them and just like squeeze through. Um, yeah. 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 Or because it's so small, you just drive underneath them. You just go between the wheels. It's fine. <laughs> you can't
3: go beneath my tracks. <laughs> uh, look, i tracks.
1: Don't the think last i one, last
0: very long. The last one. Um, you're off the pill that makes you 25% smarter, but it causes you to lose all your hair and your eyebrows. No. Nope. <laughs>
3: No. No.
2: See? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I, I love my hair, and I want to lose my hair.
3: Like I've got hair, like in my kitchen, getting ready for next week to be like sewn into. No. No. Twenty-five
0: percent smart. Twenty-five percent smarter.
3: I don't care. I can be just as smart as I am now with all my long hair, my eyebrows. Like, no, it took me years to grow these bastards out. I'm not doing it
1: i will do it
0: purely because that 25% smarter. You can create a machine. You
3: don't have any anyway. What difference does it make?
0: <laughs> Yeah, but you can create a machine that puts your hair back.
3: No. I'm not wearing a wig.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I can do it.
3: Steve's more attached to his hair than I am mine. <laughs> I know
1: I don't want to be bald. I don't want to be a baldy. I'd rather be gray than bald. <laughs> yeah, no, I am I'm, I'm keeping my hair or what little I have left of it, so it's all uh <laughs> all good. For me. But, uh, that's the last right. one I had to, if anyone has got any.
3: where's the commas? Um if you have to give what would you, be harder for you to give up, caffeine or alcohol? Oh. For the rest of your life you could never
0: Anything else? Alcohol. I don't drink anymore, so it for me alcohol.
1: Yeah, same here. I don't. I don't. I don't really drink that much, so alcohol can can go. Yeah,
2: I don't. Yeah, I'm not huge in the drinking that much anymore. I more. Uh, I drink coffee like five times a day. Yeah. And then Liverpool loses, and then I hit the bottle.
3: <laughs> I'd have to give up caffeine. <laughs> I couldn't give up caffeine
2: yeah there's no way there's no, no way
3: like the like i actually googled this is this on saturdays because you all know that every like every time i drink something it's dr pepper like i'm obsessed with it um and i actually googled the other day because i realized I was like oh my god when you're pregnant you can't have caffeine so i googled how many cans of dr pepper i can drink when i'm pregnant the answer by the way is four <laughs> 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 i've had like five of them already <laughs> but yeah that, that's how addicted I am to that one it's in my twitter bio and two I googled how many I can safely drink while pregnant I
2: love that I love that energy
1: love that
3: <laughs> I'm gonna be a nightmare to live with
1: that's such a niche drink as well to be fair it's it's so good it's so good. I, I I love Dr. Pepper there's of course of course there's one right there
3: of course there is there's also a big bottle of Yuzu as well but let's not go there
0: can't believe it. I can The last time I had Doctor Pepper was probably when I was like fifteen.
3: Oh, I love it. I'm terrible for it. Um. Okay, I did have another one. Where was it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Okay, we'll end on a really funny one. Um, cheesiest pickup line.
0: Cheesiest pickup line.
3: Cheesiest mm.
0: pickup line. Mm. I think mine just got my classic one. Did it hurt when you fell
2: from heaven? <laughs> <laughs> uh I it's easiest. Up from hell what's your cheesiest pick a plan sophie
3: um if i could rearrange the alphabet i'd put you and i together
1: i feel nothing but pain here um
3: Oh, what's the other one? What's this shirt made of? Oh, it's made of boyfriend material. That oh. one. That's a horrible
2: <laughs> That's really bad. It reminds me of um, Fresh
0: Prince, and he used to say, like, his best chat lines. And I think one of his one was, excuse me, I think I remember your name. I saw it in the dictionary. Next to Kablam.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I are you not tired because you've been running through my head all day? <laughs> are you from Tennessee because you're the only ten I see. Maybe <laughs> I'm That's no sucks. photographer, but I can picture you and I together.
2: My, hey, my, my name is Microsoft. Can I crash at your place tonight?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what was it? Are, are you from outer space? Because that ass is out of this world. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's do you even love at first sight, or should I just walk by again?
2: Oh, my <laughs> day! Hey, 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 Excuse me, ladies. Do you ever know how much a polar bear weighs? It's actually enough to break the ice. Hey, I'm Steven.
3: Oh, <laughs> <God>! <laughs> oh, my
0: God.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. No. I want to actually used that one. He's like,
0: well
3: used that. that. That's how he pulled his missus. You know that's what <laughs> <Nah>. he did. <do. laughs>
2: No, I have said that once, but I uh, we were we were at a restaurant with a couple of my buddies, and uh, I got paid twenty bucks to use that pickup line on a table of ten of ten women. So I walked (laughs) up, and I got twenty bucks out of it. So I walked up and did that, and they all just looked at me like, "Nah, dude." I was like, "Would
3: you would you touch my hand quickly so I can tell my friends I've been touched by an angel?" That's a good one. Oh, oh, the ultimate
2: one. are you a parking ticket? Because you've got fine written um, all
3: over, over you. Yeah. <laughs> the only I like thing that. I want to change about you is your last name.
2: <laughs> I like that one, too. Hey, Zane, congratulations, man. That's awesome news, dude. Good for you. name, well, oh, man. Good, good stuff. But
3: I love Chris's stay single and good night.
2: <laughs> Chris Well oh,
3: Always okay. good for a few
2: laughs. That's why I love him. He's always consistent, too. So but I think this is a good place to wrap up. I think and end on some laughter, leave them laughing as they say in comedy. So, um, this was an awesome show. Tom, as always, uh, can't wait to have you on again next season. Hopefully all, all four of us will be in better moods about our team, but as always, it's a pleasure to have you on. I really appreciate you coming on, man.
1: Oh, thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure and look forward to it next season.
2: Yes. Hopefully we're both, uh, in better positions and feeling good about our squads. But, uh, Well, homie, Sophie, myself, we'll be back tomorrow, Friday's final word. Everyone in the chat, you guys are on fire as always. Dugout, Chris, Zane, we appreciate all of you. Uh, We'll be back on Friday's final world tomorrow with Doug from the Dugout Podcast. So make sure you tune in. Otherwise, up the Reds, and we'll see you all tomorrow, everybody. Up the Reds. Like and subscribe.